Coffee and Cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Works to the free throw lane, step back, not much there, backdoor cut to Carr, layup, yes, and a foul, what a pass by Kalsher and Gabe showing some stuff. He had like the fake binoculars going as a beautiful look. Now to Robbins, a three from straight, on bullseye, timeout Wolverines. And Patino has a timeout, 20 seconds left. Does Carr take the step back three for the win? He fires a three right now, and he banked it in for the lead. He banked it in with 14 seconds to go. That's the voice of Mike Grimm, play-by-play for men's basketball over at Minnesota. Coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. He's the guy we're talking to now, at MikeGrimm3 on Twitter. Again, we, we've been saying it from the, from the very beginning. Huge game tonight for both Minnesota and Nebraska as they open up the Big Ten men's basketball tournament. Uh, that um, start time comes, what, 25 minutes after it's the probably first roughly game? roughly 8 o'clock, I'm going to guess, because it goes 5.30. Right. Uh, so I would guess probably around, around 8 o'clock maybe. So they are the late game this evening. And, uh, Mike, first, uh, before we get into deeper conversation about this game, uh, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm a little depressed now that you played all those highlights of guys who transferred out and made all conference elsewhere. Yeah, we couldn't even get a Coucher <laughs> um, reference with his health, too. So we apologize, Mike, but you're still no, it's one all of our good. It's, uh, it, it, it's funny because the uh, – so the Gophers, when Richard Pitino left, um, you know, the, the roster basically left. And one of, you know, Kalsher's all Big 12. Marcus Carr's all Big 12. Liam Robbins was the SEC Defensive Player of the Year, first team all SEC. Jamal Mashburn was first team all Mountain West. So there's four all-conference guys that were on that roster uh, playing elsewhere now. And uh, here, we, uh, you know, the Golden Gophers sit uh, trying to build out of, uh, you know, a two-win Big Ten season and uh, hoping to make a little noise this week. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, a little, you know, that's the transfer portal has changed things. And um, and in Minnesota's case, it hasn't been uh, a net positive yet. But um, he's, uh, he being the head coach, Ben Johnson, will have a chance. He has three or four open spots uh, at the end of this year. And uh, he'll have to uh, find some uh, some bona fide transfers again to help uh, uh, fortify what is a pretty talented freshman class that had to take their lumps a little bit this year. Mike, the Golden Gophers first lost an OT to Nebraska uh, back in early January, and then fell seventy eight to sixty seven on February twenty twenty fifth. Um, and, and if you're Coach Johnson. What are you telling your team at this moment to try to instill some confidence to close the season out on a high note? Yeah, I, I think for them, the good news is they have, you know, there's some tangible evidence that they've played better here in recent weeks and certainly recent games. They had Wisconsin on the ropes at home, probably should have won the game, and then a couple of things went haywire, which that happens with young teams, a couple of late turnovers. They had a couple shots in the air that would have given them the lead, and they end up losing that by, I think it was four points. They were up by seven at half. And, and look, Wisconsin is certainly not a juggernaut this year. I think probably, as we speak now, out of the tournament but certainly can play its way in. They have a they they got a little bit of a break getting Ohio State in this, you know, um we we always refer to it as weekly and Wednesday here at the Big Ten tournament. Welcome aboard. Um but it um <laughs> 
you know, they, they got a bit of a break because Ohio State's net ranking, despite how bad they've been this year, is still pretty good. So that would actually add a resume kind of win on a neutral court for them. So they could still be in. Um, and the Gophers, you know, had them on the ropes. And then they beat Rutgers last Thursday for their second win in just an incredible game. They were down 10 with a minute 15 to go. And Minnesota went nuts with some threes and forced a turnover. And all of a sudden you, you have a walk-off win. And that helped. And and they've just you know played better and those, you know you're hoping that's what happens when you're playing four. League is old, right? I mean, I was a little joking, but I, I mean, I really like Derek Walker as a player, right? He has been a stud and he has been a thorn in the Gophers' side this year. Um, and you know, in Minneapolis, now I'm in Chicago now, of course, but Minneapolis, everyone loves Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is four years younger than Derek Walker, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, think about yeah, that yeah. for a second. And so you've got, you know, 18 year old freshmen trying to guard a 25 year old, and that's hard. The league is old. And so the last place team is Minnesota. The second last place team is Ohio State. Those are the only two teams in the Big Ten that play four freshmen a lot. And that just is the deal. And it'll be interesting to see what happens next year. Uh, the league with the transfer portal will still be old. I think it'll always be old. But when you throw in the extra COVID year, you're, you have old players all over the place. Like Northwestern, God bless them. I love oh, yeah. them. Uh, they play defense like crazy, and I think they can make some noise because of how they play defense, particularly next week when the tournament starts. Because teams, if you haven't seen it, it uh, even us, we were sitting courtside the first time uh, at Northwestern and just being close to how they defend uh, I'm like, whoa, that, that can shock a team. So anyway, but they've got a 24-year-old guards who have been around who, quite frankly, three years ago didn't look like they were going to be that great in the Big Ten. And now they're old playing against young guys, and it's good, and they're good. And so uh, he has to hope that these freshmen continue to progress. I mean, they had to pay the price this year, that's for sure. And um, and then, like I said, add some, some some quality transfers. But it's a long answer to your question. Sorry to drag on. In terms of this week, yeah, he the the, the hope is that they they've just played a little better lately, and and maybe they've got something for the Huskers tonight. Mike, my son plays on the shoe circuit, and this from the fourteen U's to fifteen U's. Now this year it'll be seventeen U's. We know what's what happens in Minnesota. D one, the Grassroots Academy. Like there's good high school basketball played there at a high 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 level you mentioned some of the freshman guys like Payne you managed to keep him in state but they're the DJ Jeffersons the Trey Hollimans the guys that get away it's a big state that plays at a high level how feasible is it to tighten up the borders in the state of Minnesota to give the state school a chance Man, how much time do you have? Because that's a that's a long answer. That 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 has been, you know, this is my seventeenth year now doing gopher basketball, and that is the the age old question. Even going back to Tubby Smith time, you know, you got a legendary coach, and there was there was trouble to now trying to keep home state kids in. He had one or two really good classes. If I mean, you know, diehards will remember. You know, Trevor Mbakwe and Rodney Williams, both from Minnesota. Remember Royce White, who ended up starring at Iowa State, started at Minnesota. He started his career, never played a never played a minute of Gopher basketball. He got in trouble, and then uh, that that would take a whole nother, that could be a document thirty for thirty in in and of itself. That whole drama, but um, you know, so there's been times where they have all four of these freshmen on the roster are from Minnesota that yep. Ben Johnson has this year, and that is part of why he was hired, quite frankly, because. You know, you look, he's from Minnesota. He played at Minnesota. He was an assistant coach at Minnesota. Um, got the know, great got connection with, to stay with, home. And, with you know, Academy. And the player got Daniel Oturu to stay home. Yep. Um, he's currently in the G League when he was an assistant here. So, 
I think there was some hope that he had, you know, some great relationships with all of those, uh, you know, AAU teams you mentioned. And um, there has been some success keeping those guys home. Um, that the, the big question now is with NIL, can Minnesota keep up with that? Um, with some of these kids, they lost a kid to Ohio State um, who is, is going to be a freshman next year, and I don't think there's any doubt NIL played a role in that. Um, and, and so those things are going to be what they're going to have to work on, figure out ways to, to raise money, uh, figure out ways to keep those kids home. Patino, um, you know, if there was a knock on him, that was one of them. Is it, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, Tyus Jones, the Trey Jones, the Gary Trent's all from Minnesota. They all went to Duke. And, um, you know, if you just keep a couple of those kids home, Matthew Hurt, uh, went to Duke. He was from Minnesota, you know, and, so they had a little bit of a pipeline of Minnesotans helping those guys, uh, Tyus Jones' case, having them win the national title. So um, that that's the age-old question, and there's a lot going on. The Gophers have, have struggled, and so the media, quite frankly, not that the media's job is to help, absolutely not. They have to call it fair, but I think there's been times where the media has um, you know, gone out of its way to really paint a negative picture, and that doesn't help either, right? And and, and, um, and it's not it's of the Gophers' doing, there's no doubt. So how do you Oh, looks like we lost Mike. We will try to give him a call back there. Um, if he's en- if he's around my niece, she probably pressed the end call button because that's her favorite thing uh, uh, to push. You know, it's interesting because, you know, I follow this stuff close just with summer basketball. And if you just get a handful of those guys, you know, he's got D1 Academy. He's got Tyus Jones lead. He's got many ha-ha. Those are elite-level basketball programs if you just get a few of those guys you're talking about a totally different uh conversation in terms of how you know you 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 view the 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 the, the state school it's just it's 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 unbelievable uh in terms of of what they've got in terms of of high-level recruits right there in that state we've got mike back on the line mike sorry we lost you there um Go ahead and just pick up right where you left off. I mean, Daniel Freetag, who we may fortunately have a chance to play with on our on our summer team, is another one of those guys, Mike. I mean, two couple of two or three guys swing the pendulum quite a bit and pretty easily, don't they? Yeah, for sure. Sorry about that. I don't know. Thirty second floor Hyatt Regency self service, no good here in Chicago. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, I'm looking down at the Chicago River, figuring I should have a great signal up here, but. Um, yeah, no doubt. And, and you know, uh, Freitag, uh, he, he might be a football guy. He might try both because he's a great uh, high school football player as well. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't know where I got, you know, where I got cut off. I was talking all of a sudden, looked down and realized no one was listening. So, um, my, my, but yes, there's no question. There's talent. There's no question. There's a lot of good players in Minnesota. NIL will have a factor. Um, the Gophers have to figure that out a little bit better. I think they are behind some of the rest of the league, uh, certainly around uh, behind some of the blue bloods in, in terms of that. And um, like I said, I don't know exactly where I got cut off, but you know, you know, they had a pipeline going to Duke with the Jones brothers, Gary Trent, Matthew Hurt. They're all from Minnesota, and you know that's hard to recruit against Duke, right? And hard to recruit against some of those blue bloods. But there are a lot of good players, and if Ben Johnson can figure out how to keep them home. Uh, this team can be a factor in the Big Ten. There's no doubt about it, and that that is frankly his charge right now. And then you throw the portal in with it. You got to fortify, and that's what his job will be here. Uh, you know, once this season ends and uh, they head into the spring period. 
Well, it's a good thing that uh, Coach Johnson was uh, the name you ended with right there, keeping people home, because that's also who Mark Coyle says is the guy still, even though there was regression from last year to this year in regards to uh, just overall record and conference uh, wins and so forth. And, of, of course, you can perhaps contribute um, most of that to the young roster. And uh, I don't want it to be overlooked, though, that this – is still a team with an average scoring margin that's fourth worst uh, among the major conference teams and a free throw shooting percentage ranking dead last in the country. Now, I, I'm just pinpointing two little things here, but how quickly, how quickly do you think this needs to turn around for Coach Johnson and this team to make sure uh, that he can be solidified as the right man at the helm? Yeah, I think they'll have to have a good year next year. I mean, I, I can't, you know, obviously make any proclamations, but there's no doubt that, um, you know, in today's day and age with portals and all this stuff, you you, you know, there there's not going to be seven-year windows for coaches to, to get your team into title contention. So, um, you know, I don't know if the seat's hot. I, I mean, I know that, you know, look, not every fan's happy with a two-win conference record. Like, you know, that's for sure. And you're right, they have to get some shooters in there. Um, they have not shot the ball well. Um, the, the transfer portal is going to be important. The other thing that just to throw in, and again, it all sounds like excuses. Nobody cares. But Dawson Garcia is their best player. He missed five games. Those five games they averaged that he was out, they averaged 54 points. The six games since he's been back, they've averaged 71. So, and, and guess what? He's averaging about 16 points a game as the leading scorer. And that, you know, that's a factor. And I'm not saying they would have won all five. He was gone. That's not the case. They're, you know, they're one and four and, or one and five in the game since. So they, they have struggled either way. But, um, injuries have also, you know, even and then their best player who is old and has been around the block gets hurt then then you know you're counting on some of those young guys on top of that so it um you know they they, they definitely have to shoot better i think even look i think coaches sometimes overlook the idea that at the end of the day the the way you win the game is to put the ball in the basket i think nebraska you guys would know more than me maybe i can ask you a question because you know i look at it the huskers were struggling a little middle of the year um, the two kids uh, that lose their season because of injury are the highly regarded transfers and very talented players, but neither were shooting the ball well at all. So, you know, Sam Hoiberg comes in um, and and uh, Casey comes in. All of a sudden, baskets and threes start going down and the, you're six and two, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's amazing when all of a sudden three-point shots start falling at a more consistent level and the Gophers have not been a good three-point shooting team. So I think... You know, from a Minnesota standpoint, they have to go get some shooters for sure to help that. And um, and maybe you guys can answer that question on Nebraska in a weird way. Did that, uh, you know, I would never suggest losing talented players to injury would help, but it seems that the team has been shooting much better since that situation unfolded. Yeah, I think, you know what it is? It's I always liken it, Mike, to, and you'll get this, especially if you talk about Minnesota quarterback play. When you get big play, potential from quarterbacks sometimes it can make an offensive coordinator lazy because you wait around sitting on the big play I think when they lost a lot of their defensive prowess coach Hoiberg got back to his roots in terms of offensive mm -hmm. play designing and scheming and those guys yeah. trust him that I think it just it kind of helped that offense come along because they were relying so much on getting stops you know Bandamel was going to erase a guy Gary could guard you could grind teams out now they kind of had to get back into okay well, let's, let's get on the dry erase board and see what happens, and I think that's helped them. But you mentioned Dawson Garcia, Prior Lake's finest, um, another Minnesota yeah. guy. He took the long way home, Marquette to North Carolina, back to Minnesota. He appears to be comfortable. 
you mentioned not shooting the three well. That's Cooper, but he does. He and Henley do understand how to post entry. What's the give and take there with playing through Garcia with your guards, knowing you do have to shoot the ball a little bit better against some of these more firepower-laden offensive teams? Yeah, it's a good question. Now, and and Dawson um, can shoot the three. I mean, he you know he's more. He's six eleven, but. You, and you know, you well, I think he made three more, the other night, uh, didn't he? I, he's a finesse guy, <laughs> yeah. really. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, he can shoot the three. He'll shoot floaters. He's not a, you know, he's not a post up bang, you know, back your way into a, a bucket. Although he can do that, and he's done that. He, he's good in terms of when he does get close to the basket, he can shoot left handed, right handed. Uh, he's got a nice touch, so he's got a unique part of his game. I think it's why he's going to be able to play pro hoops because, as, as you guys know, the NBA game is is just different uh, than the college game, and um, I think his game will translate actually because of you know some of the skills and in the big, um, you know, it's hard sometimes to get those skills to translate because it's such a physical league and it's such a possession by possession league, and 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 in Minnesota's case, you know, you know, with with the, the talent level they currently have, they just don't feel like they want open the the throttle all the way so there's there's some governor to it so to speak and that probably doesn't play into Garcia's strengths but it's probably better for the team and um, if they can add some people that can run I think they'd like to do that a little bit more and as you say maybe you know do what Hoiberg and company's done and let's figure out how to score the basketball a little bit better Um, even the other night um, they let uh, against Wisconsin they basically singled the post and so Wall and um, and Crowell each had 20 plus just they had like 54 points in the paint and Ben Johnson's thought in asking him you know why they didn't double and why they just let these dudes back them down was we didn't want to rhythm from three because we don't think we have the firepower to keep up if all of a sudden they hit seven threes and if they're hitting twos we can match them and and it it, it turned into a, a second half where teams were just going back and forth scoring easy baskets and Wisconsin ended up on the on the better end of it so they're going to need firepower uh, you know uh, they, they've got to add firepower it's just that simple if they want to take a step next year we're talking to Mike Grimm Gopher Radio Network football and men's basketball play-by-play at Mike Grimm 3 on Twitter I think going back to uh, a previous point you know Nebraska just has found that formula, the formula that works for them, despite everything that's happened. All the pieces fell into place, and I mentioned it a little bit earlier on the show, Mike, but it's a little bit of luck, too, for Coach Hoiberg that it all worked out, because as much as I gave criticism to Coach Johnson, Fred Hoiberg took a lot of criticism early on this season about if he's going to get uh, that next contract or if he should be the guy of the future. And until you find that formula... It, it's kind of a question that is left unanswered. But let's talk about this game in particular, because when we talk formula, each team has a, a, a plan coming into this game. But if, if you were coaching uh, both of these teams, what would you say the winning formula would be for Minnesota? And what would you say the winning formula would be for Nebraska? Well, if you're Nebraska, you just keep doing what you're doing, right? I mean, it is working six and two in the last eight. It's really been a fun team to watch. Um, you know, I watched some most of the first half and part of that second half of uh, win in Iowa City on TV, of course. Uh, and we were getting ready, for, or I was getting ready for the Sunday game with Wisconsin. So I went downstairs. The Gophers have their shoot around in the afternoon. Uh, I think Iowa was up seven. I walked downstairs. We do. I tape my pregame interview with Ben Johnson after the shoot around. Um, and then, you know, sit around and chat with him a little bit about the game, go back upstairs, walk back into the media room, and 
uh, I look up and the game finishes. It just got over, and I'm like, holy cow, how'd that happen? And it's just that's how it goes, right? Uh, Walker was good, and um, uh, who's the, what's the freshman kid's name that hit all the threes in the second half? Uh, Johnny Lawrence. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that, that obviously. So I think you just keep doing what you're doing. You just beat Minnesota by nine, 11 days ago uh, in Lincoln. Um, and, I, you know, that game was an interesting one. Minnesota was, never felt out of it, but they never felt in it, if that makes sense. Like, they got it within five a few times, but I never got the sense that Nebraska felt all that threatened by it, so I think they got to feel good. And in Minnesota's case, and this is, you know, as I said, they lack some firepower. They honestly just have to hope, in my opinion, that Jamison Battle, you know, knocks down five threes and Garcia hits three threes and Cooper hits a couple and all of a sudden you've got 11 or 12 threes on the board and maybe um, you've scored enough points to, to uh, you know, uh, make a game late. And if you if you can, you can. And, and that's, to me, the way... Uh, the Gophers are going to have to win at this point is just, you know, get hot from three, and they haven't much. Now, they have shot better in the last four games from three. They went like seven straight games where they're under 30% from three, which, you know, just is you just can't win today the way they play games today that way. Uh, they've been better lately, and uh, they were seven of ten at Maryland in a loss. And so that's, to me, the whole battle's got to knock down five or six, and, you know, Garcia's got to knock down three or four threes. Cooper hit a couple one or two down and if you get into double digit threes you got a shot and you know unfortunately for the huskers uh you know they saw that with michigan state right in the second half of that game oh, uh, whenever that was last week 12 of 17 um, you know, from I, behind I, I the arc bring that up because that's to me that's got to be the formula for minnesota <laughs> just hope you hit threes hey so before we let you go mike is there a chance we get that that gritty that tough-minded that minnesota team that we saw against wisconsin because that's like the fifth or sixth game that I've seen. Well, you'll show flashes of a good 34, 35 minutes. Yeah, no no question. That that So Ben Johnson, when even the day he took the job now, um, his, he, he wants the identity to be kind of the old Clem Haskins throwback, like get <laughs> down and dirty with it, you know. And when I say dirty, I don't mean dirty basketball, but you know what I mean, gritty. That's the term he uses. And so there are times you see it. I think with the freshmen it's hard because – um, they want to do that, but they're still not sure where they're supposed to be and how to cover this and how to come out of a double team. And so they're still playing a little tentative, and it's hard to really, unless you're really comfortable to play that. But you're right, and that has been the case even going back to the non-conference. They were at Virginia Tech. Uh, they were right there, and then Virginia Tech, boom, in about a three-minute span goes on a 14-0 run, and all of a sudden you're down and, and, and the game's over, you know, and at Purdue. That game was tied back, uh, you know, right before the new year. Um, and Purdue, obviously, at that point was ranked, I think, one. And um, it's it's tied early in the second half. And four minutes later, it was like a 19-point game. So um, they have had these issues with, you're right, uh, they've played in many games, uh, 33 minutes of really good basketball, two minutes of decent basketball, and then just let things go haywire for a four-minute stretch. Or they go cold, you know, they're 0 for 11 um, and, and you know what? I've seen that around the league. Wisconsin had that the other night against the Gophers. They missed 11 straight shots where um, I, I think it's the you know the new kind of basketball sometimes. You know, Iowa had that two-game stretch where they were, what, like six for 100 from three? I mean, that's not their number, but it was terrible. Um, and so I think sometimes when teams – 
the way the game's played now with a lot of three attempts, you can go, you know, you can go cold uh, quick. And um, if your team like Minnesota, they can't recover from that, the game can be done because of that three or four minute stretch. And so that's probably um, a key tonight is to, to try to, you know, keep uh, Nebraska from going on some sort of a 14 to two run at some point. It wasn't more than 23, so I'll tell you that much. It may not have been six, but it wasn't more than 20. You were pretty close. (laughs) Mike, thanks so much, man. We appreciate your time. Enjoy Chicago, and uh, hopefully uh, we don't lose you on the radio call like we did uh, during the interview. (laughs) Yeah, let's let's hope that we got a nice, uh, clean signal. Hopefully you guys uh, was able to hear all right. But, yeah, I appreciate it. Always enjoy coming on. Fantastic, uh, um, Yeah, great stuff. It'll be a fun game tonight. Great Thanks, stuff. Mike. Thank you, Mike. Mike Grimm, Gopher Radio Network football and men's basketball play-by-play. We'll also talk more of that with Ron Johnson at 945. But coming up next, two for you. Give us a call.